Welcome to episode 39 of the Feed Your Soul with Kim podcast. Today we talk about finding happiness through using love. You know, February is the month of love and we're going to go all in and talk about how happiness can feed your soul, discover five ways to increase your happiness now, and learn how love increases your happiness. Let's get started. I am so glad to have you on the Feed Your Soul with Kim podcast. I am Kim McLaughlin. I am a licensed psychotherapist, motivational speaker, blogger, podcaster, and author. And we have a podcast that we put out each week focusing on feeding your soul and nourishing your life. I help people when they're feeling frustrated, overloaded, and overwhelmed, and it shows up in overeating and overdieting and having a negative idea or thought about your body. And each week when we talk about different topics on this podcast, it's not always about food. Um, I've said before, it's about the food, but it's not about the food. It's about all the areas that go around it. Today we're talking about the book, The Happiness Project by Gretchen Rubin. I actually talked about this in our January podcast and introduced the idea of her happiness project and how it's a really interesting book because it focuses each month on different topics related to happiness that give us a lot of um, ways to increase happiness through different concept ideas and doables. And I don't know about you, but I think that I could use more happiness in my life. I'm not an unhappy person, which is exactly what Gretchen talked about in the book, is that she wasn't saying that she was unhappy. She was just saying that there's always room for getting better in that area. What I like about her book, and as we're going to review some core ideas in this topic about February and love, is that it's really kind of different ideas or different ways to increase happiness rather than kind of the general idea about just be happy or just think happy, but really some concepts that I think will lead you to feel happier and to feel more satisfied in your life. I talk a lot about the um, feeding your soul and how we need to nourish ourselves, mind, body, and spirit. I talk about the six components to feed your soul being physical emotional, mental, lifestyle, mindfulness, and self-love. And when we talk about happiness, it actually doesn't just cover the one concept of the emotions. It covers a lot of the different concepts. What we know is that when we're balanced in all those six areas, those six feed your soul core concepts, when we're balanced in those, food is really put then in its proper place as nourishment And we find other ways to manage all the other areas in our life. When we look at happiness, it's not just about the emotional. Really, happiness, I think, covers the physical. It covers the mental, the lifestyle, how we live our lives, mindfulness, how we're kind of present in our body and and in that kind of idea of there being a greater power than ourself. And definitely happiness plays out in self-love. So let's go a little further into it today because I think you're going to find it really helpful to 
explore more of these ideas of happiness. I just want to kind of reflect back is in the month of January, we used the idea of finding happiness and looked at energy. And that was really interesting, I thought, because we looked at lots of different concepts of how you could increase your energy. And actually, as I'm looking back on my notes, that the finding happiness focused on energy is in episode 36. So please be sure to go back and listen to that if you haven't listened to it yet. For February now, we're going to look at love. And the Happiness Project, Gretchen Grubin, talks about five ways to increase our love And she talks about in the concept of how that also increases happiness. She looks at it, Gretchen looked at the idea of love through the lens of marriage. And she told a lot of stories about her marriage and how she was increasing happiness through love, through marriage. And I wanted to take it bigger than that because I don't want to just talk to people just that are in marriages or in relationships or in intimate relationship, I should say, because I think when we look at love, we can look at it through the larger lens of relationships because we really have relationships all over the place. We have relationships at work. We have relationships at home, at school, in our neighborhood, in our community, with our friends, at the grocery store. And there's a way to use all the concepts we're talking today about love in terms of all of those many different kinds of relationships. Obviously, the level of intimacy with the clerk at the store is a lot different than if you're married to somebody or engaged to somebody or have been in a long-term intimate, close relationship. There are different levels of relationships and different levels of intimacy. But the areas that we're talking about today, I think, can have a profound impact on all of those relationships. I want to backtrack just a little before we go into the areas of love and increasing love in the way of increasing happiness in our lives is in episode 36, I talked about different definitions of happiness. But one of the things I did go over that I thought is really interesting, and I think if any of you missed it or maybe don't remember it, it's a great review, is there is a a scale called the subjective happiness scale. And there are four statements in this scale that you do on a one to seven um, number scale to see where you fit in them. And it was put together. It's called the subjective happiness scale. And I put a link to the scale in the show notes so you can go in and look. It's by a researcher named Lou Bormiski. And she has four questions. The first question in general, I consider myself on one to seven, not very to a very happy person. So are you not happy at all or not a happy person to a very happy person? The second question is compared to most of my peers, I consider myself less to more happy on a one to seven scale. So where do you consider yourself compared to others in terms of being happy? The third question is, some people are generally very happy. They enjoy life regardless of what is going on, getting the most out of everything. To what extent does this characteristic describe you? Not at all, to a great deal. And you go on a one to seven scale. Number four is, 
Some people are generally not very happy. Although they are not depressed, they never seem as happy as they might be. To what extent does this characterize you? And it's one to seven, not at all, to a great deal. So you can then become in touch with where is your level of happiness? What is your idea about happiness? And then start looking at it on that number scale. What I like about that number scale is that then you can track it over time. Each month when you listen to this podcast about happiness, you can see whether it feels like it's increasing. It might not increase a lot or a big amount, but just any little shifts, any movement towards happiness can feel real good and can help you feel better in your life. So let's look at this idea of happiness in regards to love and get some really specific ideas from Gretchen in the book, The Happiness Project, that I think will help you out a lot. And the first thing she says about increasing happiness in um, relationships is the first thing is she says, quit nagging. And I thought that was an interesting starting spot. And I think it could be more reflective of her and what's going on for her in terms of she saw that as a problem for herself. But I got to say, it's a problem for a lot of us. And I know with certainty that nagging doesn't get us anywhere. And it actually let leads to the other person feeling resentful and angry towards you. And if I could tell you anything about nagging, I'd say stop it. It is really an ineffective way to communicate. And I find in therapy sessions when I work with couples, this is what happens a lot is there's a lot of nagging that goes on back and forth. And it doesn't really get the idea across about what you really want. My suggestion is is kind of if we want to go global and what could you do about nagging is start noticing it. Start noticing when you're doing it and noticing what is it you are really asking for. I think generally we're asking for other people to do things and sometimes we might just need to do it ourselves just to get it done. And it's also the nagging comes into play when we're not getting the support that we think we need or the the support we desire or the support from other people around us. And we don't know how to have that kind of important conversation about, I need this thing done, or I want to get this done, or this would make me feel better if this was done. Because We're afraid sometimes to really ask for what we need and it comes out in nagging and then it comes out in anger and those do not get the point across to other people. They're really ineffective forms of communication. So stop the nagging and find a different way to address the issue with the other person. And that nagging is not a part of being in that kind of happiness, peaceful way of being. Hi everyone, this is Kim and my book is out. Feed Your Soul, Nourish Your Life, A Six-Step System to Peace with Food is live. I recommend you get it. It has all my six components of feeding your soul as well as my own story. Pick it up now. You can find it on my website at feedyoursoulunlimited.com. Thanks. The next thing Gretchen talks about in terms of increasing happiness through through love and through relationships is she says, don't expect praise or appreciation, which I thought was really interesting because we often want to be appreciated and we want to be noticed and we want to be recognized. 
but she says, don't expect that. So that really made me think about why, why would we expect appreciation and expect praise and what happens when we don't get it? Because what happens is when we have this expectation of having things have to be a certain way, often it doesn't go that way. In relationships, it generally doesn't. If you think it should be a certain way, if you think somebody should praise you or appreciate you, it doesn't always happen. Or you might get the praise or appreciation, but not necessarily said in the way you want it to be said or um, come across in the way you want it come across. Let's say you wanted um, for appreciation. Let's say you wanted flowers from somebody to be appreciative of something that you've done. And you think you deserve it, but they might say, good job. And it doesn't feel like enough or it doesn't really feel like praise or appreciation to you. And you can end up feeling really upset and angry for not getting the appreciation or the praise that you think you deserve. I know it feels good to be acknowledged. I know that is a really common human need, but sometimes it just doesn't happen. And I want you to consider the idea of going in and having a deeper look inside of you about what's driving this need for that appreciation and that praise. And what would it mean to you to have it from another person? If you're having that thought or feeling about needing praise or appreciation, ask yourself, what am I looking for? What am I needing? And I think the first place for praise and appreciation really is from yourself towards yourself and a noticing of the things that you like that you do, the things that you think are good and the things that you think are quality and really giving yourself praise. We don't do that a lot in our society. We don't end up saying, you know, I did a really good job and I feel good about myself and what I did. And sometimes that looking for other people to do it is really because we're not acknowledging it. Remember I said the six components to feed your soul. One of them is self-love and praising yourself for what you do right or what you think was good and helpful and honest and caring is really a way of showing self-love, of filling up that, really that bucket of self-love that we need to have filled all the time. You might find that you're not getting praised or appreciated in the way you want to be appreciated or praised. And this is really interesting. And this goes to, um, I think that Love Languages, that's a book that's really popular, that's been really helpful for people to understand what their love languages are. And we'll have to talk about that more in another podcast. But to notice if you're getting praised and appreciated, but it just doesn't feel like enough, it could be that the other people are appreciating and praising you through their love language, through the way that they think people want to be appreciated or praised, or the way they want to be appreciated or praised, is how they do that towards you. And think about that if if you're not feeling appreciated, but you're hearing some approximation of appreciation, that maybe somebody else is giving it to you from their love language and to really Focus on hearing what they're saying and really integrate it in as being something that's positive and their acknowledgement of you. I see this a lot in couples where there is a need to be noticed from one to the other and there is a lack of seeing that you're actually being honored and praised. I remember a long time ago that I was uh, managing a group and one of the managers that I, I was the director over a large group. And one of them said that he didn't feel 
that I was appreciating him. And it was interesting to me because I reflected on that. I took it to heart what he said. And I realized that I was actually praising him. I had actually given him a lot of praise. Possibly I wasn't saying it in the way that he needed to hear it through that kind of love language concept, but also he wasn't listening. And I think there was something going on for him that he wasn't able to hear the praise that I was actually giving to him. So really consider that if you're not feeling praised or appreciated, somebody might be doing that and appreciating what you do and giving you that feedback, but maybe you're just not hearing it. And so being open to noticing if somebody else is full of praise and appreciation. One challenge I have for you to start kind of building that muscle for praise and appreciation and to kind of build that muscle within yourself is to look at it differently and actually to start doing positive deeds for others anonymously without the expectation of praise. And notice how good it feels to kind of secretively give somebody something or to give them a note. I've done that before where I've given people notes that they won't know that it's for me, but I wanted to tell them how much I appreciated them in kind of a fun little secret way or leaving somebody flowers at their desk without them even knowing it or just whatever it might be to give some kind of praise to somebody else and giving it away without having them know it's from you. This really starts to fill yourself up in a really unique and powerful way. The third way Gretchen talks about increasing happiness through love is to what she calls to fight right. And I thought that was an interesting concept because that um, is often difficult for couples to know how to have an argument. I don't know that I'd use the word fight. I, I don't, that to me sounds more physical. I think it's more arguing in a way or communicating in a way that's more effective. And some questions to ask yourself is, are you lashing out at others? Are you getting angry with them? Are you bringing up old issues during current conflicts? And what we know is with communication, those don't work that kind of really angry outbursts, having large arguments that go over a long period of time, bringing up old issues, that doesn't work and it's never successful. The other things that I think to look at is the style of communication. And what I know when I work with couples that saying anything like you never, you always, those are always going to get you in trouble because nobody always does anything and nobody never does things. It's just those are absolutes that just aren't true. And then that ends up leading to a greater argument because they're just not well-worded phrases and, and they really show frustration on the part of the person who's saying them rather than being a real great engagement in effective communication. Another thing I want to bring up in terms of um, arguing in a way that's more constructive is to really start noticing when you're sarcastic. This is another area with couples that when I notice that there is a sense of sarcasm, that it will then be played off as, oh, I was just joking. Well, you're not. When you're sarcastic like that and making these kind of um, targeted statements, they're really come from a place of anger and own that and own how you feel and own what's going on for you because sarcasm doesn't work and it doesn't get across your concept. It ends up really being unfair and it doesn't solve the problem. 
I like the idea of identifying what's really going on for you in the moment and stating it really clearly and succinctly. And when you do that, don't bring up past transgressions. Really focus on the issue at hand right now and address it before you go into anything from the past. The fourth area that Gretchen talks about is no dumping. And that's an interesting idea to talk about in terms of increasing happiness through love. And what she talks about is really dumping on your partner all of your ideas or all of your insecurities. And it really can be kind of something that's overloading to a partner to hear all of the negative feelings that you have, all of the things that bother you, because it can be draining and it can be draining on a relationship. What I know is that there's a point where when you share what's going on for you, how you're feeling, and that's not dumping, just sharing how you're feeling, how you feel can create a sense of intimacy and it helps the person that's with you acknowledge your struggles so that they know what's really going on for you and with you. But when it becomes a constant dialogue of what you don't like and what you find is being angry and it's just going on and on, that feels like the other person is being dumped on and it doesn't feel good and it doesn't increase closeness and love, nor does it increase happiness. So what I suggest is if you look at at areas that you're talking about, and if it really seems that you're complaining about feeling insecure, that it's okay to talk about it, but look at it if it goes on over a long period of time and find a way to get help for it. One way to do that is to get yourself listening to uplifting podcasts, read helpful books, and if it goes on and on, consider seeing a therapist to talk to somebody who is trained in how to help you move through that anger and that resentment and have more effective communication and really increase that sense of self-love within you. The last way Gretchen talks about increasing love and happiness is give proofs of love. And I think of that the way I I think of it is how do you show love and how do you show affection and how do you do that in relationships? And it's not necessarily, once again, that it's just in intimate relationships, but in all the people around you, how do you show that you care about them? How do you show that you like them and that you feel good about the relationships? And, you know, there are a lot of ways to do that that are really effective. Obviously, if it's a close person that you're with hugging or saying I love you it goes a long way but for other people that are around you to show that sense of appreciation or to show that sense of connection I think you have to consider what feels comfortable for you instead in in terms of showing proofs of love and it can be physical it can be emotional it can be through acts of service or giving but really focus on how do I give proofs of love rather than a lot of times what we think of is how do I want to receive it? How do I need to receive it? The more we give out, actually, the more we get back from others. And I think that's what Gretchen is talking about in this last idea of give proofs of love. So consider what are you doing that shows other people that you like them, that you love them, that you care about them. And you could start making a list. I like things like sending them a text, giving a phone call, sending a letter, an email, 
sending them flowers, going out to coffee together. I love that one. That's one of my favorites. Putting your hand on their shoulder to say, I care about you. I notice you. There are so many ways to show affection and love and consider what are your ways and start doing that more and more. As we do in every podcast, we talk about doables, about what you can do differently. Today, we talked a lot of doables. I think every idea we talked about, about increasing happiness through love, that there are lots of doables. But I think some of the major ones can be, how am I going to show love to others? How might I do that anonymously? How can I communicate in a different way that's more effective with somebody else? And start engaging in these doables this next week in order to make those shifts, those slight changes that then will increase your happiness over time. I love talking with you about happiness. I like this idea of focusing on the happiness project. And we'll go over more of the concept that Gretchen talks about in the book because I think there are really important ways that we can build ourselves up to feel better about ourselves in our life. And once again, as we feel better, more balanced in our lives, food just isn't the issue that it was before because you're just feeling so great and loaded with love inside of yourself. Thank you for joining me on this Feed Your Soul with Kim podcast where we're talking about finding happiness through love. I look forward to talking with you next week on the podcast. Make it a great week, everyone. Bye. Thank you for joining us on the Feed Your Soul with Kim podcast. We come to you every Monday with fresh new ideas to help you end emotional eating and put food in its proper place as nourishment. Please be sure to subscribe to this podcast and review it and let us know what you think. Thank you for joining us. (laughs) 